Honeybee, this week we're finally getting to Godzilla vs. Biollante. We recorded this weeks ago, but we got some big kaiju news that came out this week. Kaiju news! We got two items. The first one is there's a trailer out, finally, for the Netflix Skull Island series. It's an animated series. It will premiere on June 22nd. But you can watch the trailer now, either on Netflix or I think you can see it on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. It looks uh, like it could be pretty cool. Yeah, it looks and really it's great. Supposed to be supposed to be part of the MonsterVerse, so it should tie in with all the shit we've seen already. And the other one is some big news from our friends at SRS Cinema. And by friends, I mean that guy I interviewed that one time. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Ron Bonk from SRS Cinema. These are guys that acquired Space Monster Wangmangui. Yes, shout out. During that interview, he said he was working on some other stuff that he couldn't tell me about. Well, I think this is one of those things because SciFiJapan.com is reporting that SRS Cinema catches Dai Classic The Whale God. And I will just read the press release here. A Sci-Fi Japan exclusive. SRS Cinema is proud to announce the acquisition of The Whale God, released by Dai in 1962. The film was directed by Tokuzo Tanaka, stars Kojira Hongo from the Gamera series, and Takeshi Shimura from Seven Samurai and Godzilla, with music by Akira Ifakube. And features stunning life-size practical effects. Yep. This is the first North American release for The Whale God, which has also been marketed internationally under the title Killer Whale. And then here's a synopsis. Once a year, the quiet fishing village of Wadaura in southern Japan is in turmoil, The whalers have always concentrated their efforts to try and catch a killer whale, which is easily twice as large as an ordinary leviathan, and passes by in the offing at the same time every year. Shaki, whose grandfather, father, and elder brother were all victims of the killer whale, is determined to kill it. Damn. Yeah, he hasn't learned a lesson at all. He's just going to go throw his own life at it. As an inducement, the headman of the village promises to give his only daughter and all his possessions to anyone who succeeds in disposing oh, of the terrible whale. That's some fairy tale shit right there. Don't there ask the is. girl how she feels about it. A special Blu-ray <clears throat> A special Blu-ray release will be announced soon with a DVD digital release to follow. It's a hundred minutes. It's Yay. from 1962. It's in black and white, Japanese with English subtitles. You can watch a trailer for it on YouTube. There are no subtitles on the trailer, but you'll get a glimpse at some of those life-size practical effects. <laughs> Looks like they built a big-ass fake whale and threw it out in the water there and have a bunch of guys throwing spears at it and shit. It's fucking amazing. Fuck yeah. Hell yes, I'm so excited. When that comes out, we will acquire a copy or two and talk about it, and maybe we'll do a giveaway like we did the last time. Yay! Hey, Philip. <laughs> and now let's play the theme music and get on with the show. Yeah, baby. Enjoy the show. 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome to Monster Movie Funtime Go. I am one of your hosts, Precious D. And I am the other one of your hosts, Honey Bee. Welcome, welcome back. Today we are up to uh, 1989 in our journey through the history of kaiju films and Godzilla versus Biollante. And who are we, Precious? <laughs> we are... Two best friends, Precious D and Honey Bee, <laughs> making our way through the history of kaiju movies. We're in the Heisei era, Ow! as far as Godzilla goes. And Yay. it's been a few years, though, from 84 to 89. Took them a little while to get to the next one. Yes, or if you're in America, 85 to 89. Yeah. Uh, apparently, <laughs> Tanaka-san had announced a sequel to Return of Godzilla, but then uh, Return wasn't as successful as they hoped, I guess. And then Bummer. the failure of the American film King Kong Lives convinced Oof, him that, that uh, the audience was not yet ready for more Godzilla. <laughs> but then... Little Shop of Horrors came out, and that was a big hit. So he said, "Okay, ah, let's make another one." Yeah, I now it's I time. Did Five bust years out later, into song in seeing the plant, I did <laughs> bust out into song a few times because it is very Little Shop of Horrors. -y. Well, that's the weird thing. He had a um, contest for the script. He didn't himself say, "Ah, Little Shop of Horrors, let's do that." He just said, "Maybe it's Ooh. time." And I'm going to have a script writing contest. Cool. And then handed the five finalists over to the director. And this is the one the director chose. Wow. That is so cool. So, it, folks, if you haven't seen it, this is another one that's a little hard to find. For some reason, it's not on the streaming services. I have two physical copies of it. Gave one to Honeybee. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it was. it's so funny watching a DVD because, like, you're so used to, like, streaming things mm -hmm. at this point. So yeah. at one point, like, me and Gus were watching it and, I, and we had to rewind it. And it's like, shit, how do you <laughs> rewind a DVD? <laughs> it's, can like, so weird. You can do it. Yeah, like, back, back in my day. But if you do it wrong, you go oh, back man. to the beginning of the chapter and... <laughs> Exactly, exactly that. And that happened to us. We were just like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> well, I've got it on Blu-ray. So and funny. then I also have the DVD that I gave to you that I got like in Dollar General that included fuck yes. two random Asylum movies. <laughs> yeah, like Octopus versus Shark. And I can't remember what the other one Meg was. Mega Shark. Versus Gigantopus or something. Or Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. And the other one was just called Monsters. Oh, Either yeah. Monster or yeah. Monsters. But it's not the one you're thinking of. 
So what's the deal? Like, why why wasn't this movie like streaming with everything else? I mean, it has to do with who has the distribution rights, which I think was Miramax. For whatever yeah, reason, it is Miramax. because all the ones after this have the same distributor in America, and they are all on Vudu and various other things. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so glad you had it. Anyway, this is Godzilla versus. Uh, part plant, part woman, part Godzilla himself. Woo! Yeah! It is it's amazing! Insane. It's It is directed amazing. by Kazuki Amori. Screenplay by Kazuki Amori from the story by Shinchiro Kobayashi. That would be the contest winner. Woo! Came out in 1989. It's 104 minutes. It had a budget of 70 million yen and a box office of one. Point zero four billion yen. I don't know Damn. what that translates into dollars, but that appears to be a profit. Uh, I'm not sure what the kill count was. Uh, I think Godzilla is roughly the same size as he was in the last movie, and Biolante looked a bit bigger, maybe ten or twenty meters bigger. Yeah, he was eighty meters in the last movie, so I'm gonna so we'll say Biolante is like what a hundred. But he goes through different sizes as well, so that's a thing. This is a. Uh, Sort of the beginning of Godzilla versus various Pokemon in that <laughs> in that they have different stages they go through. Some of them. Fedora kind of did that a little. Uh, Biolante is 130 meters. Ooh. No, that is from a video game. <laughs> Damn. That is from the Wii version. <laughs> it says it's taller than the movie version. Oh, who cares? It doesn't matter. It's a giant rose. With teeth. With teeth. It's a giant teethy rose. <sighs> we have Kunihiko Mitamura as Kazuhitu Kirishima, Yoshiko Tanaka as Asuka Okochi, Masanobi Takashima as Major Shokuri, Megumi Odaka as Miki Sagusa, and we're going to talk about her in a minute. Tori Minaguchi as Colonel Goro Gondo. Toshiyuki Nagashima as director Sichi Yamamoto. Ryo Nusuki Kanada as Makato Okochi. Manjot Fedi as SSS9. I don't know what the hell. And a bunch of other people we don't care about. And Kenpachiro Satsuma back as Godzilla. And Masashi... Takagumi as Biolante. Fuck yeah. Honeybee, you might not realize this yet because you haven't watched ahead, but I've seen a bunch of these. Miki Sagusa, mm-hmm. as portrayed by Megumi Odaka, is mm-hmm. something new. She is a recurring character. Oh. So we've had some actors that have been in a whole lot of Godzilla movies. Kenji. Kenji Sahara <laughs> has the record for being in the most, but... He's playing a different character every time, or almost every time. Right. There's a few people who played various characters twice, but Miki Sagusa appears in the rest of the Heisei series. As her, as this character. character. The character is one, two, three, four, five, six. She is in six. This character, played by the same actress, is in six Godzilla movies, and that is the most that any character other than, obviously, Godzilla and some of the other monsters... That's the most any human character appears. 
Nice. They just decided, Fuck I yeah. guess they just decided they liked the idea of her character or they liked the actress or I'm not sure which, but mm-hmm. there you go. So that's a new and different thing. And she really, some of the, sometimes, you know, the continuity continuity of these movies is a little loosey goosey, but having that same character <laughs> through line kind of helps tie them together a little more strongly. Fuck yeah. That's an interesting distinction that she has. Uh, and here we go now with awesome. the summary from Wikipedia. Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia. In the aftermath of Godzilla's attack on Tokyo and later imprisonment in Mount Mahari in 1985 or 84, depending on which version you watched, the monster cells <laughs> are secretly delivered to the Saradia, Saridia Institute of Technology. It's a made-up country. It's made up a stand. Yep. They just take a little Godzilla yep. meat <laughs> to made up a stand. <laughs> uh, to the Saridia Institute of Technology and Science, where they are to be merged with genetically modified plants in the hope of transforming Saridia's deserts into fertile land and ending the country's economic dependence on oil wells. Wow. Dr. Genshiro Shiragimi and his daughter, Erica, just Erica, are enlisted to aid with the project, but a terrorist bombing destroys the Institute's laboratory, ruining the cells and killing Erica. Not the laboratory! Not Erica! Five years later, Shiragimi has returned to Japan. <laughs> Five years later. I all, wait, before we move yeah. on, before we move on, I just have to say that I, I was so sad that they played the scene over again where Godzilla is like in the mount whatever. Uh-huh. And he's it's it, it's so sad. Like when we watched it in 84 and in 85, it's like horrible. It's just so gut-wrenching like watching him like fall into this, you know, be lured into this volcano and then fall into it and he's like screeching out and it's so sad and i hated watching it the first time it was sad and then i was like why are they reminding us of this <laughs> it's horrible but i know it's like because we have to find the the godzilla meat and all of the things but i just was like i'm like please no <laughs> don't show this again oh, i'm sorry the movie re-traumatized you <laughs> It's just so sad because like Godzilla's the bad guy right in like that movie yeah. and we kind of had gotten to this point where Godzilla was the good guy for a second you know like we had shifted a little bit and then since we started over in like 84 85 and now we're going to this movie we're kind of still in that like Godzilla's the bad guy but I had already like, he was already the good guy, you know what I mean? Now he's the bad guy again. And we have to, like, go through the shift again, and it's like, damn. It's just kind of a bummer. But I, I understand why we have to do it. So, okay, five years five later. Five years later, Shiragumi has returned to Japan and merged some of Erika's cells with those of a rose in an attempt to preserve her soul, as one does. Meanwhile. <laughs> yeah, like you do. Scientists. <laughs> Kazuhito Kirishima <laughs> and Lieutenant Goro Gondo of the JSDF are using the Godzilla cells they collected to create anti-nuclear energy bacteria, hoping wow. it can serve Weep. as a weapon against Godzilla should it return. They talk about how there's um, <sighs> bacteria that will eat like oil. This is a real thing. Mm-hmm. They, 
like if you have an oil spill. The idea is like if you have an oil spill, you just throw some of the bacteria out there and it'll gobble up the oil and presto. Nice, yeah. Clicked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how fully developed like that eating yogurt. is <laughs> because I think oil, still, oil spills are still a problem. So I don't think they've completely solved that issue. But they have the same idea. Maybe we can make bacteria that'll gobble up radioactive waste and uh, solve that problem. Uh, well, and to use it against Godzilla. Ain't nothing taking down Godzilla. They attempt to recruit Shiragimi to aid them, but are rebuffed. International tensions increase over the Godzilla cells as they are coveted by both the Saridia Institute of Technology and Science and the American Biomajor Organization. An explosion from Mount Mehara causes tremors across the area, including Shiragimi's home, badly damaging the roses. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Shiragimi agrees to join the JSDF's effort and is given access to the Godzilla cells which he secretly merges with one of the Okay, roses. wait, wait. Yes? Okay, wait. Before um, he accepts the position, there's this scene, and I didn't really, like, understand it, so maybe you can explain it to me. Like, maybe I missed something. There was a scene, and there's, like, all these kids, and there's something, like, they're all having the same dream, and all of a sudden, the, like, Godzilla theme starts playing and they ask these kids like what was your dream about and they all hold up these drawings and these pictures okay, of so Godzilla. That is at the the school the not Professor Xavier School for Gifted Children. <laughs> the school where uh Miki works. So she uh-huh. she is psychic and the idea that is that all these children also have psychic abilities and that is why Oh That's okay. why they're at this school. Okay. I guess I somehow missed that they were like it was like a gifted school. Like I didn't get that the children were psychic. I was like, why are they what's making them all have the same dream? I, I missed that somewhere. But that was one of my favorite parts uh, was like all of those kids like holding up their different pictures of Godzilla and the theme behind it. Like, bam, 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 Yeah, they hold up their, was, they're really happy like, when oh they hold up gosh. their pictures, but they zoom in really dramatically and yeah. this ominous music. Oh, I forgot to mention, I did, I did make notes. There's a whole thing with, um, with the various groups wanting the cells. We get some weird 80s mm-hmm. action music like American action music <laughs> when some unauthorized team breaks in and like steals cells. Somebody breaks in and yeah. steals some cells and then uh, it's like some mercenaries or somebody. And then somebody else steals the cells from them. Mm-hmm. Trench coat Uzi guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, it's so funny. It's so funny. Cause it's like a scene where there's like, a guy spying on a guy yeah. spying on another guy. <laughs> it's just like guys spying on guys and spying on guys. It's like these people. It's so funny. These like and they're very much. Uh, you gotta watch it. What Americans are standing around that we can use, who don't have to have any acting experience, because because the Japanese Aww. audience <laughs> is going to be reading the subtitles and not listening to their voices, and it doesn't matter that they're terrible. Well, also, it's like that one of the trucks that they're in, there's like a lady on the side of it, and it looks like she's smoking mm-hmm. a doob. And I was like, I'm, I don't know what she has in her hand, but it does look like a joint. And I mean, I was like, well, it is a giant <laughs> plant, so I mean, I'm not ruling it out. Uh, I also wrote, 
a note about, so one group has stolen it and then another group pops up behind them, like out of trash cans or something. And the one guy yells, Hey guys, look here and waits for them to turn around to shoot them because it would be unsporting or dishonorable or something to shoot them in the back. These are some kind of, you know, black ops mercenary or something guys who are going to just assassinate these guys to steal stuff, but I'm not going to shoot them in the back. And then trench (laughs) trench coat ponytail guy shoots those guys. He runs off. Yeah. I think he is from Seradio. Uh, and he says, kiss you guys. I don't know what the, I also wrote, uh, Seradia is in the middle East, but scientists are clearly Japanese, but it turns out they are actually from Japan. They're just working. That's the guy and his daughter. Nice. For whatever reason. When she does, when she has the vision of Godzilla, the effect that they use is super cool. I like how it's like when she's having uh-huh. the vision and it's kind of like he's like just outlined with like red and blue and it kind of is like blurry and like rocking back and forth like tracers. It's super cool. I really liked the effect. Why did they show us the molecular structure? Looks sciencey, I guess. Yeah, they were just like, they just put it on the screen. Like it just covered the entire screen for a while. They were just like, ha ha uh let's see i wrote here wheat and (laughs) we need uh, the wheat and cactus hybrid add godzilla cells bomb and research lab erica dead mickey mickey sagusa plant psychic 17 years old here it is (laughs) plant psychic (laughs) it's the the kids are at the mental science research center okay oh you know what you know why i think i didn't know that because the dvd the subtitles are in Japanese and I couldn't change it. And, uh, so I like, couldn't like read, like if it was a newspaper or like if it was a sign or something, I couldn't read it. I didn't know. So I think that's how I missed it. So you had the English audio with Japanese subtitles? Okay. Yes. And we (laughs) tried to change it. We tried so hard. Well, what do you want from a DVD from Dollar General with two fucking asylum movies on it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then this guy, actually two people in the movie really, but several times throughout the movie, they call Godzilla Godzilla. It was, it was (laughs) driving me crazy. Like the first time, all right. Second time, like, come on. Third time, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Like like they didn't tell the guy who was dubbing this how to pronounce it. Someone just, like, they just went along with this Ugh, he said it so many times it was really fucking nasty. uh i let's see i also wrote i Godzilla. also wrote voice of a rose nobel prize winners semen and the roses oh. won't talk there was something i guess is i don't know if it's the same institute one of the science guys was collecting nobel prize winners semen like in a you know in some sort of oh. a seed bank or something hi Oh, shout out to the floppy disk in the laboratory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see. Um, <laughs> tremors. Explosion, releasing Godzilla. The plant attacking people. I've got spies in a van. Creep and bad actors. Another spy. Miki hears something. Uh, <laughs> a night later, rival bio major and the Saradian agents break into... Shiragami's lab, but are attacked by a large plant-like creature, which later escapes to Lake Ashi 
and is named Biolante by Shiragimi. The plant is so juicy. <laughs> it's like it's like just wet. <laughs> it looks great. Uh, bio major agents plant explosives around Mount Mahari and blackmail the Diet of Japan, warning the explosives will be detonated and thus free Godzilla if the cells are not handed over. Hiroshima and Gondo attempt to trade, but Sardinian agent SSS9... Oh, that's... Okay, that's that's the creepy guy who had a ponytail, but five years later... Thwarts the attempt and escapes oh, with the cells. Mm-hmm. Explosives are detonated, and Godzilla is released. There's this part where that guy, the ponytail, no ponytail guy, is, like, shooting a gun... And then he like it's time to reload, and he just tosses it over his shoulder and grabs another gun. It was so awesome. Like that's how you reload uh, a gun. Just toss it and grab the other one. Anyways. Uh, I have Godzilla Memorial Lounge. Young couple has big talk. Earthquakes when G fell. Japan Psionics Center. Kids have same dream. We talked about that. They all draw Godzilla. National Land mm-hmm. Agency. Special Disaster Research Committee, Godzilla Department. Uh, and helicopters take Miki to, create, to Crater, alert level one. Oh, yeah, there's this whole thing in the beginning of the movie where they, well, this text on the screen, which I guess you couldn't understand what it was. Nope. <laughs> it's telling us all these different alert levels, alert level one through, I think, five. And they have to do with levels of Godzilla-ness. So alert level one is just indications of Godzilla. And two, I think, is that he's actually been seen. And three, that he's headed for land. I don't remember. But they, they increasingly, as he as it becomes more apparent that he's active and as he gets closer to land and then actually on land, the alert goes up. But yeah, you need English <laughs> subtitles to know. Oh, Godness. Let's see. The explosive detonated and Godzilla's released. Godzilla attempts to reach the nearest power plant to replenish its supply of nuclear energy. But Biolante calls out Ooh. to Godzilla. Because it's part Godzilla clone. Godzilla arrives at the lake to engage Biolante <laughs> in a vicious battle and emerges as the victor. Godzilla then proceeds towards the power plant at Suruga. But psychic Miki Sagusa uses her powers to divert it toward Osaka instead. That's some pretty powerful psychicing there. Yeah, it's 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 so crazy the way that they kind of play this. And I feel like maybe we've seen this character like later on, you know, in um or I don't know if I'm thinking of kong or if it's godzilla but it was in the newer one not the i guess it's godzilla versus kong isn't there like a small psychic child or something that can like the little girl that's friends with kong in the last Oh, okay oh maybe that's what i'm thinking i was like i feel like we've (laughs) have seen this character like recently i care it's like it's been a while i don't think she explicitly telepathically communicating. Yeah, I'm not sure if she explicitly had psychic powers or just had an emotional bond with Kong. Yeah, because I know they signed to each other, now that I'm thinking about it. But it feels like something else, like some, like somewhere else there's like this character, and I feel like we've seen it before, where it's like, maybe it's 
I know in the Gamera movies, the kids kind of, like, sometimes telepathically communicate with Gamera in, like, a weird way, but I feel like it's something else. I don't know, like, we've seen recently, in recent movies, like, 20-whatevers, like, the 2000s, but I can't, I cannot place it. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's not. I'm not sure. Also, we get this really cool uh, angle that we haven't seen before, like camera mm. angle of Godzilla when he first, um, like when he's coming out of the water and it's like coming out of the ocean and kind of sideways. And it's, it's awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. I love Biolanti too. She is amazing. <laughs> Monster fight. Uh, let's see. The city is quickly evacuated before Godzilla makes landfall team led by Gondo meet Godzilla at the central district and fire rockets infused with the ANEB, that's the anti-nuclear energy bacteria, into its body. Gondo is killed in the process, and Godzilla leaves unharmed. And I believe they are using the Super X-2. Super X. So we had the Super X in the first movie, and now they've refurbished it, and it's the Super X-2. And it's sort of a weird little kind of hovering aircraft thing that shoots stuff. It's not exactly an airplane or a helicopter. Yep. It's a sci-fi thing. It doesn't seem to use any it's, real means of propulsion. It just floats around how they need it to. Yeah, it's also like unmanned. Like there's it's like there's not someone in it. They're kind of controlling it like with a controller somewhere they else. Their lesson after the first movie. And that's like, well, yeah. We don't need a person in there. Cool. We can remote control it. <laughs> Cut down on the body count a little bit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kirishima recovers the cells and returns them to the JSDF. Shiragimi theorizes that if Godzilla's body temperature is increased, the ANEB should work against him. Yeah, it totally fails to work. But he thinks uh, Godzilla's not hot enough. <laughs> the JSDF erects microwave emitting plates during an artificial thunderstorm hitting Godzilla with lightning and heating up its body temperature during the battle near the shores of Wakasa Bay. Godzilla is only moderately affected, but Biolante, having obtained a more powerful form, arrives to engage Godzilla in battle once again. After a long battle, the fight ends after Godzilla fires an atomic heat ray inside Biolante's mouth, severely injuring her. He barbecues her ass. (laughs) An exhausted Godzilla collapses on the beach as the bacterial infection finally takes hold. And Biolante splits apart into glowing spores which rise into the sky, forming forming an image of Erica among the stars. I wasn't sure if we were meant to take that literally. I loved it. I guess that's what the people on the ground actually said. Shirogimi, watching the scene, is shot by SSS-9. Hiroshima chases the assassin, and after a brief scuffle, 
SSS-9 is killed by a microwave-emitting plate activated by Shou Kuroki. Godzilla reawakens. Speaking of scuffle. For the ocean. The fighting is so lame. The human yeah. fighting sucks so bad in this movie. <laughs> It's so. Uh, what did I, I had notes about that too? Um, human shit. Bombs go off. Lost bacteria. <laughs> oh God! There's this weird <laughs> devil TV show is interrupted for a special report. I don't know if if this is something we would recognize if we were Japanese. What it looked like to me was like a horror movie show host. You know, like Elvira or Svengulli. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what was going on, this devil guy. I think he was some kind of movie show okay, host. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. Who was trying to tell us some stuff, and then he's like, what's that, a special report? Okay, uh, let's go to the special report. <laughs> so he was live <laughs> trying to do whatever he does. He does. So I don't know if this is somebody we would recognize if you know, we were in Japan at the time, because it's really random. <laughs> I wrote Biolanti is crying. Yeah, um, that's one of the things that the psychic girl says, like, oh, Biolanti is crying. <laughs> and at one point, the doctor proclaims Biolanti isn't Erica's spirit anymore. I'm like, what? Why? I don't. He just seemed to suddenly, <laughs> oh, nope, that's not Erica anymore. But then we see her face at the end. So I think he was wrong. We do get an evacuation <laughs> and a panic in the streets. Yes, we do. We do. We get we get a few really good things in this uh, as far as like bingo cards go. We get like the map. We get some map work. We get some chaos in the streets. Some evacuation. Some laboratory shit. Some lady scientist uh, shit. I wrote boing. I think it's all here. I think during one of the human fight. I think boing? during one of the human fights, somebody hits someone else over the head, and it does a very cartoony boing. And I also wrote, damn, it's Godzilla. That was, I think one of the human dudes is doing his human dude shit. And then suddenly he looks, turns around and looks out the window and says, damn, it's Godzilla. Things, things were going so well. And then suddenly there's Godzilla. Uh, We had a big table meeting, pulling plan out of ass. Uh, I think just, I think it was one of those things. We've seen this in old movies. It was one of those things where they're like, well, what are we going to do? And then somebody goes, wait a minute. Isn't there a thing that I heard about that we could do that nobody's mentioned before now? And somebody goes, why, yes, there is. But that won't work unless we do this other thing to it. I think that's what I'm talking about, where they just pull this plan out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Because they did that in some of the old movies where they were like, what about that weapon we've been working on that nobody talked about before? Oh, yeah, it's not quite ready, but let's try it anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, it seems like uh, Harata used to be on one end or the other of that conversation. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Oh, and I also have business guy shows up out of nowhere. So the, <laughs> there's the not Arab, the Sardinian business guy. Who's who's mm-hmm. on the phone with people and trying to do shit, and then or was he a Japanese guy? Anyway, there was a business guy who was trying to do something with somebody, and then at the end, when they're all on the beach, <laughs> he's just suddenly there, <laughs> wanting, to, wanting to do some moment. business shit. And I can't remember if he was like, "Oh, we can't now; it's all been destroyed." 
I don't remember which thing it was though. He might have had to do with the with the bacteria. I don't remember. And yeah, the spy. The sp- I don't either. Uh, uh, spy shoots doctor. Spy gets zapped. <laughs> somebody says to somebody else, "You looked like Batman." <laughs> I can't remember which guy that was. Somebody was being badass, I guess. Uh, and G still G still alive. I do not remember that. <laughs> the ending I wrote. G still alive. Gonna call it a day. I think that was uh, Godzilla is is gonna call it a day. He's like, well, I'm done here. I'm just gonna go back in the water. I'll see you guys next time. And Space Rose. Oh, oh, okay. I wrote Space Rose end of 2001. We see a giant rose sort of hovering out after the spores or whatever float off. And we see Erica's face. Then we see a shot of Earth from outer space and a rose kind of forming in space, sort of looking down on Earth. And this reminded me of the end of the movie 2001, where there's a space baby just sort of floating up there looking down at Earth. Oh, my God. You ever seen that movie? I don't think so. A space baby. It's some people believe it's the greatest or one of the greatest science fiction movies of all time. I think it's a random, a random drug trip and uh, (laughs) don't care for it myself. Oh, I believe you. Highly overrated. Important, but highly overrated. Uh, And yeah, ends with a space baby floating out in space, looking down on Earth. (laughs) You should probably watch it at some point just for completeness sake. And, you know, if you're stoned, it might be far more effective. (laughs) You might find you might find oh, the space the the, the trippy shit more enjoyable if you're actually stoned than if you're just sitting there watching it go on for way too long. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Noted. We have a Patreon, folks. If you'd care to join, get some exclusive episodes. Patreon.com/mmftg. <laughs> uh, right now on the Patreon, we're making our way through the lyrics of science fiction double feature from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So, honeybee, what did you think of Godzilla versus Biolante? Oh my goodness, I loved it. Um, there was a lot of shit going on in this movie. Like, there is a lot going on. I felt like this movie really, like, we have seen Godzilla's atomic, like, breath before, of course, like in every movie. But this. I feel like this movie really kind of establishes just how badass it is. And he uses it so much in this movie. I just, there were so many cool angles. It really felt like there was a lot of focus on it. I thought Godzilla looked amazing. Man, there were so many good moments in this movie good Godzilla moments and I absolutely loved Biolanti I loved her when she was like a rose like a teethy rose and was like very um little shop of horrors all over the place uh with her little heads you know with the teethies so funny I loved her roar the animation of Biolanti like coming towards Godzilla in their fight is just like incredible. I loved her like acid breath. The animation was so good. I thought she was so epic. Such a legendary epic random ass monster. 
Um, but they battle twice in the movie, and both battles are just so good. So epic. I really did like it. I Probably my least favorite thing about this movie is the music. Like, the music felt very American. Um, not in, like, a bad way. It's just, like, usually American movie, American music in a, uh, like, Godzilla film just feels kind uh-huh. of campy. Whereas, like, I feel like if a Kube's music is, um, it's just kind of more, like, intense than it is, like, fun and campy, like, adventure so, um, I don't know who did the music for this, but it, it was probably... The music is by Koichi Sugiyama. Though I did make a note. Mm. Nice. Uh, and I wrote down SDF theme at one point. So, I believe they did reuse some of Ifukube's music. The music they always play when the military is rolling out, getting into position. That's yeah. what I call the, the SDF theme. I don't know. It just felt kind of campy, like a little campy for the movie. And uh, that was probably my least favorite thing about it, but I still loved it. And I loved the movie. I was, it was so good. I really loved it. I loved the kaiju. I loved the battles. Godzilla looked amazing. They did use his snarl uh, a little bit. They, I feel like he's getting, he is like getting scarier or like more, fierce you know every movie and not just like a dude in a suit you know a dude in a rubber suit like stomping around punching shit over it's like it's getting to the point where it's like so epic and it looks great and it's so exciting and i loved it good i'm glad you liked it i enjoyed it as well i want to read a quote here from shinchiro kobayashi the the contest winner that the story comes from The original idea was to find something that could match Godzilla's power and terror if we were bringing back Godzilla. But simply letting the monsters fight each other had been done many times, and clearly there was a limit to it. So in order to bring back Godzilla properly, we had to create an opponent that can fight properly. If there was something equivalent to the terror of nuclear power, it must be the biotechnology with which human beings would manipulate life. Because it can be very dangerous if it goes the wrong way, ethically, I guess. That's where I found the connection. So the idea of a monster that was created by biotechnology was born. So there you go. That's what this movie is really about. The threat of cooking up shit in a lab and it getting out. It was amazing. (laughs) I love Biolanti so much. It was so good. I was, it's like, I love how every movie... Godzilla movie, I mean. Every Godzilla movie is like... <laughs> it's like you never know... What, it's always just like plot twist. Like this crazy ass shit. Like we're in... we're eight, Like space people. And then the next one, it's like, you know, a fucking plant. And the next one, it's like, a, you know, a, another monster from space. It's just crazy. It's It's the plot twists. They always are, like, coming up with the weirdest shit. Like, I just wouldn't even... I can't... When I realized it was, like, a plant, because I was like, what the hell is Biolanti going to be? Literally a rose lady monster. Like, it's just so crazy. It's just so thrown together and just so funny. And I, I just... It's just the plot twists. The plot twists. I can't get... I can't get enough of it. Uh, I just had a thought of uh, that Seal song. It's from a rose. The seal song. The seal. Baby. Oh. <laughs> to a kiss from a rose on the... 
something to do with a, a kaiju oh from God. a rose. <laughs> so what do you think? What are you going to rate um, it? I think I'm going to give it a four. It was a, you know, a unique monster. Uh, I kind of like the addition yeah. of the psychic girl. And obviously other people did too, because we're going to keep seeing her. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know what? There is a psychic girl uh, character in the Jeepers Creepers series. The first one and the second one, there's just like one random girl out of everyone who just like has visions and is like can communicate in this way and like like with the monster and tell the people like warn the people and shit. So maybe that's what I'm thinking. I know I, I have seen this character at all. before. I know I have. I remember there being. I remember yeah, in, in the, the first one, third one, fourth one fourth one there was somebody who was uh-huh. pretending to be psychic but i don't think she actually was <laughs> no no yeah it was the fourth one and and i don't think she was either that was like more like a yeah. voodoo yeah not but in the first that. one um yeah <laughs> the first one it's the girl it's the woman who calls them when they're at the diner and she's like have you seen the cats oh, yet right. and he's like what yeah and then in the second one her name is i can't remember what her name is in the first one um uh, Jezebel? Isabel? I, anyways, um, the second one, it's the girl, the, one of the cheerleaders, and she, like, passes out on the bus and, like, has a vision of the guy from the first one telling them to turn around and go back, and then she, like, sees, you know, the creeper throwing the stars at the bus, and so, it, like, she has, like, these psychic visions, and then later in the movie, she's, like, telling all, everybody on the bus, she's, like... I saw this vision, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, we're going to believe you because you saw you bumped your head and saw a That's vision. That's funny because I've, I've seen those movies, know. but it just went, I'd never stopped and thought about, wait a minute, there's psychic powers. <laughs> you know, not only is there this weird, possibly prehistoric monster that hibernates for, what, 23 years, 24 years, but there's also psychic mm-hmm. shit in it too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, it's kind of... Godzilla sort of, I guess, exists in just a general science fiction universe where any science fiction thing can happen rather than the the kind of science fiction where we're going to take one idea and explore that one idea. It's a place where, well, just anything, anything, <laughs> mutations, aliens, psychics, <laughs> lost civilizations, any fucking thing. Giant yeah. plant women. <laughs> Anything goes. Bacteria. So what is, what's your actual star Godzilla rating going to be? How many stars do you give Godzilla versus Biolante? Uh, I'm going to say it is five stars for me. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be yeah, stingy. I'm going to give it four. <laughs> you should be. I know how important your five star <laughs> movies are to you. So, folks, that'll wrap it up for Godzilla vs. Biolante. Good luck finding it somewhere Woo-hoo! to watch. Uh, <laughs> you could probably find it on the internet. I'm not sure if it's there. I didn't look there. What else do we... Okay, so uh, follow us on all the things and rate us and like us and subscribe and all of that <laughs> shit because we need to quit our day jobs. All the shit. Tell your exactly. friends. Tell a, your friends. Get a tattoo. Woohoo! Next week, I believe, is going to be Tremors. 
Yeah. I had I was like, ah, does this count? I was like, does Tremors count as a kaiju or not? Is it big enough? And then I thought, well, there doesn't appear to be anything else from that year, so we may as well do it. But then that does kind of obligate us to do all the rest of the Tremors movies, which we will go ahead and do. Yeah, there are seven. And seven. a TV series. <laughs> and an Oh my god, I didn't yes, know about the TV and series. An unaired pilot for a second series that did not get picked up. But was gonna oh have gosh. Kevin Bacon in it. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't pick it up. Because it's just goofy. I'm just saying, they, get, they managed to get, because Kevin, well, we'll talk about all that next week. <laughs> talk about that next week. <laughs> uh, and until next week, I have been Precious D. And I have been Honeybee. Remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements. And please don't miss you, Cyan. We won't see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacano folk rock punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mmftg.